Welcome to the Ignite Physio Podcast. This podcast inspires physiotherapists and other health professionals to continue learning and growing in their practice and career. We explore professional issues with a fresh lens and delve into topics that help to expand our capacity for growth. This is episode number 50, and I'm Andrew. And I am Maxie. Can you believe it? This is episode 50. 50? Yeah. We haven't done 50 together, though. Well, not 50 together. No. But 50 in total. In total. Yes. Nice. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. I would have definitely brought you a congratulatory oh, coffee this that's morning. that's right. A congratulatory latte. Yeah, congratulatory latte. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. I, I didn't know it was a... The, I, yeah. feel very, I feel very honored to be on the 50th podcast. Well, I've been yes. a part of it. You were, you were on early in the podcast. Yeah. And now, uh, now look at this. Wow. We're at 50. And I think... I think uh, last time I checked, I think we were well over 30,000 downloads. 30,000 downloads. And yeah. that's not me downloading it a hundred no? times okay. to, to gain <laughs> the ask. results. To gain ask. the results. Because you know those can be gained. But that's no, right. like a podcast, you're not going to yeah. download that a hundred times. No. I've downloaded my articles a hundred times. No, I haven't. Yeah. That's kidding. That's right. I'm kidding. Like kidding. it, like it, like it. <laughs> no, I have not. Yeah, so congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's good. I mean, I think, and I know like we were just chatting about this before we started hitting record about, you know, people enjoying the podcast. You even had someone you were mm-hmm. chatting to who, uh, who was wanted intri- to know more. Yeah. Wanted to know more. Was <laughs> about your problems. About my problems. <laughs> Gosh. After, the, after that pod, the last podcast, I kind of went, man, maybe I was a bit too open, but then I don't think so. No, I think it was I good. Know, I, thought, I thought, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think so. I think, you know, and this is one of the things, right? Is that it's always good to have an entry point in terms yeah. of where to go with yeah, the podcast, yeah, right? Exactly. And so, I mean, the entry point was last time about pain. Yeah. And well, and self and, and asking for help. Yes. Asking for and help. that self care as a therapist mm-hmm. and, and yeah. And so do you want an update? Yes, I do want an update. So I'm feeling a lot better. Yes. So when was it? When did we do the last podcast? Was, it was, oh, it October? was a little while ago. Was it October? Yeah. November? Yeah. Early November? Something maybe? like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yes. So only went to two physio appointments actually okay. um the third one we had to cancel because my physio was was ill yeah i continued on doing my the things that that we that she and i talked about the, mm. some exercises of movement but also have consistently been meditating and really being aware of things and there's also some things that have shifted professionally that mm-hmm. have become more a little bit more stable um, there was a lot going on yeah. in your life <laughs> holy diggity <laughs> yeah was, uh... and so a lot more stable and a lot more done off mm-hmm. the plate and so yeah so i think there's a i'm feeling physically a lot better mm-hmm. you know i'm able to walk the dog i'm able to walk i don't you know I'm, I'm, I'm able to sleep. I'm able to turn over in bed. Right. So it's, it's, I'm actually feeling probably about 90%, I'd say. Good. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so that's, that's cool. And, and still though, it's, it's not as though, okay, just FYI, everybody, it's not as though, oh, I'm feeling better. And so Maxie's not, you know, paying attention anymore. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's uh, being able to do some meditation and being routinized about that, being disciplined, mm-hmm. even when I don't want to, I do it anyway. Which is the hard part. Which is the hard part yeah. because those voices come to say, oh, you, you got to get to work, you got to get yeah. to work. And that's noticing that those are the voices that got me into trouble before. Yes. So pausing, doing the meditation. Yeah. And also that, that's helped me start to recognize Thoughts that I have, patterns that I have, patterns, beliefs that I have about myself, mm-hmm. you know, things that are happening. And so it's, it's, a, it's still a, a learning 
and a growth process, but yeah. it's so so it's still ongoing. Yeah, but I mean, that, I mean, you've you've gone through a pretty major transition, mm, mm. going from academia to sort of your own consulting, consulting and still right? hoping to go back to academia. Well, yeah, like right? wanting that's so that's, that's a, I mean that's a that's, that's a pretty dream. big right. Yeah, that's a that's a big jump. Yeah, right. So I mean that. There's a lot to explore with that in mm-hmm. terms of, you know, it's a very different hat you've put on and that can feel very foreign on any number of levels. Yeah. And there's, there's a new level or a different, maybe a different kind of stress that you'd maybe have mm-hmm. that you wouldn't have had yeah. before, right? Absolutely. Definitely. So yeah. yeah, so a lot of stuff and it's, it's, it's good, a lot of opportunity and opportunity to be the, be, be a bigger person. Yeah. I guess big, actually step into your, actually step in and be the, I don't know. I don't want to sound too like hokey, but <laughs> well, hokey's okay. <laughs> to, to, you know, but step into your own bigness, mm-hmm. right? You know, mm-hmm. I think oftentimes we try to dampen ourselves. I yeah. think, I think physios, like, you know, I think we've talked about this before yeah. that we tend to kind of sub- like, you know, recede and yeah. you know what I mean? And it's actually stepping into your potential. Yes. Right. Like realizing your potential, yeah. stepping into your potential actually, and stepping into that with a sense of humility. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I know that's my struggle is the struggle between making sure that I'm, I'm, I'm being humble, mm-hmm. um, and, and always being curious and, and being acknowledging of others mm-hmm. without taking up the whole space. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. So, I mean, that's my particular mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. uh, way I frame it. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I think it's stepping into, into who you are yeah. and to, to your own bigness. Which is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Diggity. Mm-hmm. Well, today we were going to, uh, to talk about healing words. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> when I brought up the topic, <laughs> I was met with some lackluster <laughs> response. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just went, I'm just not, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. And, <laughs> and I was and like, so, all right. And then you responded with. Well, yeah. And I, I mean, I, I said, hey, you know, I've, I've had some interesting clinical cases of late that have been really I would say psychologically informed treatments yeah. that were just really eye-opening and also, yeah, just really fascinating, mm-hmm. right? And I think really, you know, some breakthroughs, I think, for, for patients that I would say sort of move to a bit of a deeper level than, you know, than, than I think maybe is more typical or, or at least typical from the sort of standard physio. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So you have those cases where you just feel like you get to, you reach, you, you and the patient reach another level of their understanding, but maybe yeah. also even of your, well, yeah, you know, your yeah. practice, right? Yeah. Like, and I, and I think it's, and I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know if it's part of it is just the work I've been doing around sleep with patients mm-hmm. that is sort of just, you just start to see sort of a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was recently in Toronto at a course on sleep, mm-hmm. which was really interesting, you know, just because, uh, you know, I don't think there were any other physios there, but it was a lot of psychologists and counselors. Yeah. And, and did you it, hear that? There were no other physios. There. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to represent, but, <laughs> but I, was, <laughs> I also had some laryngitis, so I could not <laughs> speak very much, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and so it, you just sort of start to th- look at things from different perspectives. Right. right. And, and so, yeah, so I thought, you know, and then when I was starting to share, you know, about these particular clinical cases, you're like, Hey, let's talk about that because yeah. actually the theme of healing words <laughs> may circle yeah. back. <laughs> and by Jiminy, it kind of yeah. did. And it expanded to beyond just healing words, but how we frame things, yes. how we shape things yeah. and how we individualize things. So what, before we do that, why don't, do you want to just 
are you going to dive into the cases? Maybe yeah, explain yeah, maybe like yeah. Else. So, you know, one case is of a patient who had been experiencing, you know, really a long history of migraines, chronic fatigue, and and chronic pain, and was really struggling with getting back to doing things that uh, this person wanted to do. And you know, I sort of had been initially working with this person on some of the you know complaints from a you know from a, a movement standpoint, you know, shoulders and neck and that. And then we started to shift actually in terms of the conversation around, you know, what we would maybe call more pain science education, mm, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. Which again, I think sometimes can feel very ambiguous in terms of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. But what we started to address was this idea of wind up and this upregulation of the nervous system. Right. And for this person, the migraines then was this end result of this sort of upregulation or this sort of this buildup of, of, tension within the body. So, so was that something that, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Was that, te- was that something that you guys had come to previously sort of understanding that? Yeah. We, we sort of went through a bit of an exploration to say, Hey, okay, well, you know what, let's back up the tape in terms mm-hmm. of what's happening before these migraines come on. Right. right. And we then started to discover that there were these sort of triggering experiences mm-hmm. and not necessarily fit like always physical trigger, mm-hmm. but just sort of life triggering experiences. Mm-hmm. And so we started to, un, un, you know, work through that and just un, like explore that. And then we, and then I really was like, okay, well, how do we start to identify those things before we get a lot of this wind up happening mm-hmm. where that dial sort of starts to mm-hmm. increase? Can we stop that process recenter mm-hmm. so that the body doesn't have to go to this place of in essence, what we had talked about is this place of shutdown, mm-hmm. right? Because I mean, really with the migraine, this person really sort of experienced mm-hmm. shutdown. So, so right? you're, you're already starting to shape the language around, like, do you shut down with everybody or mm-hmm. it, was it just, was it with this person that those words resonated with this person? With, with this person, the word, yeah. those words resonated. And were they her words or your words or did you construct you, them together? I think there was almost together. Yeah. Like it, it, it was... I mean, I can't recall exactly yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. sort of, you know, this is this fluid place of, you know, conversation and back yeah. and forth. But there, then we said, okay, well, could we look at exploring how to be present in your body? And can we talk about those signals that maybe are starting to give you an indication mm-hmm. earlier on, like that check engine light, mm-hmm. so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. So that it's not migraine on, migraine off. Mm-hmm let's just try to avoid migraines, right? Instead, could we look at what are those things that are preceding it? And again, those things could differ, but the same physiological experience was taking place in the sense of, mm-hmm. you know, anxiety, mm-hmm. stress, mm-hmm. muscle tension, mm-hmm. change in breathing, mm-hmm. like these things that were these alarm systems that the mm-hmm. body was, you know, giving feedback on. And that you had identified with yes, this person. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. you, you're, yeah. you're just not, you're not telling her this no, is what, no, 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 this no. is what could, this is a theoretical no. from pain science stuff. This is actually things well, you've explored. And I said, look, here are some old, like here are some alarm systems that you may, that we, you know, may be present yes. that are out like that are different than just pain. Right. But then we had to personalize that and say, okay, well, what is it for you? Right. Mm -hmm. Where do you feel that in your body? Right. Mm -hmm. Where do you start to notice that? Right. And that was really interesting because, you know, for this patient, it was about feeling this tension in her, you know, in her chest. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and just sort of that, that there was a very sort of visceral 
element to that. Okay. So, and you can see me poising to ask you a question <laughs> because because I'm curious as to, and I know we're getting to healing words and, mm-hmm. and framing things, but that part of that comes from helping people become embodied, mm-hmm. right? Helping people be present with their bodies. And those words don't become an intellectual exercise. They become a holistic exercise. Yes. And so your ability to, and your intention to go, okay, where does that, what happens in your body? Mm-hmm. And so when you do that, some therapists might be challenged with this a little bit is when you do that, Andrew, do you then pause and, and guide them into your body? Do you give them space to kind of, mm-hmm. kind of feel that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, yes. So I will, and, and I, I mean, I'm trying to think back to this particular patient, but I will often say, okay, let's take a movement or a position that you find stressful. Yeah. And then I would say, okay, well, let's do that movement. And then I'll start to point out, like, notice how you start breathing there. Notice how you change your breathing pattern. Uh-huh. So I try to go back to the breath yeah. because that's something that they can actually be very much in tune with. Right. Yeah. And what was interesting is that when I had earlier conversations with her, you know, with this patient about stress, it didn't necessarily resonate. But when we started to dive into this deeper place of what stress looked like for this patient, Mm -hmm. it became much more concrete, Mm -hmm. right? Because I think that that's the thing is we say, well, you know, is there stress in your life, right? And it's a boogeyman word too. Like like, people, people don't even like it. They get stressed when you say stress. Well, exactly. Because they're like, I'm not stressed. Well, and the thing is no one wants to be known as someone who's stressed. Yeah. No. Right. Or anxious or anxious. Whatever. whatever, Yeah. You know, like you can't handle something. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so the thing is, is that I've found that you know, just using that language of stress, actually people don't necessarily connect with that. Mm -hmm. And it sort of just sort of slides right on by. Yeah. And yeah. So, so using that, the body and using, and then framing that in a situation that, that they can actually connect with Mm -hmm. that is maybe, you know, challenging. Mm -hmm. Right. So it, you know, for patients that maybe have neck pain, it would be like, okay, let's try, I'm going to have you, you know, turn your neck. Mm-hmm. And how does that feel in your body? Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to passively do that because now that all of a sudden changes the, the center mm-hmm. of control. Does that change? Oh, well, actually I feel like, you know, you can, you can see that. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, actually, oh yeah, I noticed how I hold, held my breath when I tried to move my mm-hmm. neck. And then all of a sudden they can start to recognize that, that they are changing their physiology mm-hmm. with these things, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's a movement or it's a position or whatever. And so then you tie in maybe... I'm like, this is the theory. Sure. Then as they're feeling that in your, their bodies in a way. So you've taken it from the intellectual. Yeah. I'm going to talk to you about pain and the science around pain, which is great, great information, but you integrate it in a way that's personalized based on Mm -hmm. what you're coming up with in the moment with that person. Mm -hmm. Yes. 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 And then, you know, in this particular case, we had to then explore where, how could we wind back the tape in terms of this physiological windup mm-hmm. that this person was experiencing so that we could look at s- sort of putting pause on that mm-hmm. so that, sh- that this person could actually then reset, mm-hmm. ground herself back into her, you know, into, into her body. And what was interesting was that for this individual, it was about a place that she could explore this and challenge this was at her child's sporting event. Mm. 
Something and she experienced anxiety, like you know, anxiety wow. and sort of that wind up there. So, so okay, so that seems almost like that's a very interesting to me space to to. So was it a was it a uh, an anxiety that because there must be joy around being at your child's sporting event to a certain mm-hmm. degree. Like, was it all things are, there's a lot of emotion, different kinds of emotion mixed up in that. Yeah. I think, I think just in terms of the sport of, you know, the physical contact. Oh, okay. And all of that. Okay. So and there I were think, specific parts of it yeah, that made th- her more anxious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what was interesting was that for this person, that was a place that she could actually be aware of what was going mm. on in the body. And still was in a place that she could actually center herself, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't so escalating physiologically that it was sort of like mm-hmm. past the point of no return. Mm-hmm. This was a place that was, there was still some, you know, some safety in that. And there was a place of, you know, the, the arousal level hadn't gone too, mm-hmm. too high, right? And, and that was, it was really, it was fascinating, right? In terms mm-hmm. of looking at how that was a, that was a, a doorway. It was the, the door was opened mm-hmm. to be able to, to start to explore that. Mm-hmm. And the shift and the shifts really for that person were, were huge. Yeah. And so just to be clear, mm-hmm. the idea, it's not like you figured this out with her, that, that, yeah. oh, that, that the, was, yeah. the uh, sort of a triggering event was the sporting events and she, you kind of guided her, t- but she was the one, like, it's not like you, you are the one that said, well, you know, the way you're talking, it's the sporting events that are no. triggering this. She was the one. At, so it's meaningful to her. She's come up with it. It's her own knowledge. It's her own wisdom that mm-hmm. you are giving space to. Yeah, exactly. Right? Well, and, and really a, a reinforcing that, like that she could be in control, yeah. right? Because for this person, it was a, you know, it was all of trying to find a different healthcare provider to yeah. try to help fix her, yeah. right? In essence. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and so it was really saying, look, like you have, like, this is something that you can change mm-hmm. in yourself. I'm not changing it in you. You're changing it. Mm-hmm. And like, that was also like another layer of transformation mm. that moved beyond fixing a particular body part. Mm -hmm. And what was interesting is that when she actually didn't have all this wind up happening in terms of her nervous system, guess what? Her pain went down. Mm. She had more energy. Mm -hmm. She, you know, all of this stuff, right? Yeah. Well, it's directly tied. So it's, it's just so awesome because it's not just, well, you gave her a breathing exercise mm-hmm. and, and let's be clear, right? We have to do, those things are important. Oh, there was to a building. To, it was an element. It was there, yeah. yeah. It's an element, but it becomes, there's this expansion into meaningful, mm-hmm. it, to being meaningful. And you might be able to give somebody a breathing exercise and have them tap into that in the moment. And they see that and they resonate with that and they go out in the world and they do it and they're going, oh Yeah. That was the switch, mm-hmm. right, for mm-hmm. me. And for this person, that was important, but it was also important for her to get this sense of her life mm-hmm. and what what were the triggers that mm-hmm. were, you know, leading to that mm-hmm. upregulation, mm-hmm. right? And, and I think recognizing that that this person, they themselves had the ability to adjust mm-hmm. that upregulation, mm-hmm. right? Hey, I just wanted to have a quick pause to introduce you to today's podcast sponsor, Soul. They're off-the-shelf moldable insoles. 
and it's the brand of insoles that I recommend to my patients and have for years. The reason I recommend them is that they're heat moldable by the patient, they've got a great arch support, and they come with options to help with different foot issues. It's really easy for customers to order, and when you refer them to Soul, they get free shipping and 10% off. Make sure to check them out at yoursoul.com forward slash health dash professionals. That's Y-O-U-R-S-O-L-E dot com forward slash health dash professionals. All right, back to the show. And tying that upregulation to actual changes in their physical body. So tying it back to the symptoms they were experiencing, yes. right? And saying, well, hang on a second. Is it possible that the pain that you're experiencing here, here, and wherever is actually tied to this mm-hmm. and not just about your muscles being tight, right? Now, did you say it that way? Is it possible? I, probably, because yeah. I mean, that's sort of the way. That's, that's the way you work. So yeah. there's a sense of curiosity. You're offering yeah. something. Yeah. You're saying, here's a suggestion. Yeah. To you. Yeah. Now you take that suggestion in, right? Versus telling her, having to be the one with the answer. You're yeah. trying, I guess what I'm saying is you're not, you're not, you're not trying to be the, the, the physio who's right. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like in terms of, of you've got to find the answer, you've got to provide it to her. It's tied to your ego. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. Of giving her the answer of making yeah. that connection. Yeah. You're kind of seeing these things yeah. as you're talking and you're offering a connection mm-hmm. and seeing if that, how that lands with him yeah. or it's a suggestion to her. Well, and, and, you know, I think one of the things that is used a lot in, you know, CBT cognitive behavioral therapy, and I mean, it's with the work I'm doing in insomnia as well, mm-hmm. is this idea of behavioral experiments. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mm-hmm. think that I've really been employing that, you know, in these conversations yeah. to say, you know, can we do a little experiment? Mm-hmm. You know, can we, can we actually just, can we, can you, when you start to, you know, find yourself, you know, whatever sort of trigger is going on and body, you know, physiological change that you can actually tune into, can you just pause for like three breaths mm-hmm. and see if you can actually just look to reset, even if it's just like a, mm-hmm. a 20% reset, right? It doesn't have to be, you know, all the way back mm-hmm. down, but can, can you, can we look at seeing how that could feel for you? Mm-hmm. Right. And I find that that's a really a really sort of an, it's an invitation, right? Mm-hmm. It's an yes. opportunity. It's not, this is the exercise that I need you to do. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I think that that, because the thing is sometimes you, I mean, I don't know like how, how that person is going to respond to you. I right? don't know. You just said it. I don't know <laughs> how this person is going to respond. Yeah. So you're not projecting an expectation on it. No, you are sitting within, we are going to do an experiment. And certainly that's through my psychotherapy training, that's exactly what it was like. It's like, this is an experiment. Let's see what happens and, and move from there. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's a space of uncertainty. Yeah. You're not certain, but you know that in general, you're going to, you might have a general sense of maybe where we go or how you're going to, but you're operating on principles. Yeah. Like you're sitting within some, some principles of yeah. being body centered, helping them integrate, giving them yeah. space and also finding a way to resource them. Yeah. Right. Well, and really, really reaffirming how much they like the resiliency mm-hmm. of who they are. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I think that like, and this is always one of those things. And I think that, you know, as physios, we're always like, okay, we want to make sure that we empower, you know, like that they just come and that they don't become dependent on us and all this kind of thing. But I feel like <sighs> that's such a negative. <laughs> it's so like, it's so negative. But, but I, but I feel like in a lot of ways, are we really 
sharing that message with our patients that you actually are resilient, that you have the power to change, that you have actually more capacity that maybe than you have necessarily been led to believe. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. life sometimes throws us some really nasty curveballs yeah. and it starts to sort of hit at who we are yes. and our ability to adapt. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I wanted to sort of touch on another patient that I've been seeing recently who had been involved in a car accident, has a history of fibromyalgia and this. And we had this really, really great conversations about this person's resistance or effort in terms of doing movement, mm-hmm. doing activity, pushing through life. Yeah. And we had this really interesting conversation about, and I just asked, could we look at softening into movement and using movement as the doorway for them to experience life differently? Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting because that was another sort of shift for this patient mm-hmm. to look at, huh, maybe I have actually been really trying too hard. Maybe I've mm. been like, and I give this analogy and this is just sort of more from like a muscle standpoint, but I feel like that can also very much happen on, my, on so many different levels. But I give this analogy of like, okay, when you're going to write something down and you're holding a pen, how many muscles do you use to write? Are you tensing every single muscle in your hand, your forearm, your shoulder, your neck to write your name? No, you're only going to be using like 5% of your hand muscles to, mm-hmm. to actually write. And I find that that actually is a really helpful analogy for people to say, well, hang on a second. And then for this particular patient, it was like, am I actually just, am I resisting or am I tense? Am I using too much for what I actually need to do? And can I soften into my, into movement? Can I soften into the activities that I want to do rather than this struggle? Mm. Mm-hmm. So they had, it sounds like this person had framed their experience in terms of this is a battle. This is a fight. Yes. Is a, and you want to know what? And sometimes that, it is, I think, uh, really. <laughs> well, but, but you know, but, but I think that that can be that, that's something that's out there too. Like we, there's the fight. Like if some, mm-hmm. for example, somebody comes up with a disease process, yes. you know, we fight mm-hmm. that disease process. It's mm-hmm. a fight. It's a struggle. Mm-hmm. We are going to win the yeah. fight. We're going to win the battle. Yeah. yeah. Right. And for some people that might be liberating and it might be liberating and it might increase their energy, right. It might pull them up. Yeah. But for other people, it becomes a burden. It it adds to that burden. Yeah. You know, so especially for, for, for people that are experiencing persistent and chronic pain, everything just feels like it's that much more effort, Mm -hmm. right? It just feels like a struggle and the Mm -hmm. struggle doesn't end. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think because pain is such, you know, it's a lived experience, mm-hmm. which I mean other medical conditions are also lived experiences, but maybe there's a, yeah. maybe there's a little bit more separation there. I'm not sure. Right. Yeah. But I think because it is such a lived experience that it, 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 you become weary yeah. in that. Right. Yeah. And, and to me, that's where I feel like the power of movement is to say, okay, can we actually, and this is where I, it's an invitation again. Yeah. Right. Can, mm-hmm. I, I ask, can we look at maybe using movement as an invitation Mm -hmm. to change your relationship Mm -hmm. with pain, Mm -hmm. to change the effort. Mm -hmm. Do you need, does it need to be so effortful? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I think it takes it to a different level than just do this neck stretch, do just this (laughs) shoulder range of motion exercise. (laughs) Right. And it's not to say that we don't do that, Yes, but it's like, it's just the framing of it. Right. It's like, 
Let's look at that exercise in a completely different light. Yeah. Right? Yes, we want to work on that range of motion exercise. We want to get you moving better. But guess what? What if part of the problem and the barrier you have with your neck range of motion isn't the range of motion. What is, what if it's that your it's your belief that every yes. movement has to be effortful and you have to tense everything to move. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a belief. So it opens up. So movement, you can use movement to open up people getting a better understanding of their beliefs yeah. about themselves. And maybe yeah. that belief plums down into them believing they always have to work hard yeah. with everything. Everything is a struggle. Yeah. Everything you like, they're hard. They work really hard. Yeah. You know? And, and yeah, exactly. Right. Because the thing, and so to me, I'm like, yeah, we're not psychologists, but I mean, the thing is, is that we are dealing with belief yes. and movement yes. are completely coupled together. Yeah. We cannot separate the two. Mm-hmm. Right. Every time you move, you have a belief about your body. You have a belief about your self image. You have mm-hmm. a belief about the movement itself. Mm-hmm. And so to somehow think that we can not include the, in a conversation, both of those things mm-hmm. is to me, is just really uh, like you're cutting off the one part. Well, and, <laughs> and, and it might explain lackluster outcomes maybe to some degree. Yeah. Who knows? Right. Yeah. This is, this is, you see, I started today thinking that <laughs> healing words was not going to be a place that was going to rev me up and yeah, get me juiced. There. I'm totally juiced. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, and, and there was one other patient case that I thought was really interesting that, that to me was just sort of this, this really interesting, it was almost, it, the conversation almost didn't happen in the, in, in my assessment, mm-hmm. right? It was almost one of those things that sort of just passed by. Mm-hmm. But I had this patient who was experiencing a lot of uh, low back pain. Yeah. Wasn't able to do uh, the things that he wanted to do in terms of physical activity and sports and whatever. And had actually really become quite sedentary. Mm-hmm. And I had him do some like abdominal, like just strength testing stuff. And I noticed how his breathing totally changed. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, so again, I always just sort of keep coming back to the breath because I feel like it's such a window into yeah. <laughs> what's actually mm-hmm. going on. And what was interesting was... You know, I said, you seem to really hold your breath. I said, is there something there that is going on? Like, is there a deeper story here? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And what we, what he came to share was that he actually uh, holds himself. He always had this belief Mm -hmm. story that he needed to hold his gut in because he didn't want to have a gut. Mm. Image. An image Mm -hmm. of his body. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just said, can you let that go? And I, and that was literally, I said, this is your homework for this week. I said, I'm not even giving you an exercise. <laughs> I said, can you just let go of this need to hold your gut in? Yeah. Like that was transformative. Yeah. Cause guess what? The next time he came in, I re, I mean, I retested my tomes and I yeah. tested all the stuff. It was all better. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> right. Right. And I mean, yeah, is there more stuff we have to work on? Yeah, sure. Like there is. But the thing is, is that to me, if I would have said, okay, I want you to do this, you know, abdominal strengthening exercise and I want you to do this. And if he would have been holding on to that belief around his body image, yeah. right. Yeah. How much progress would we have made? Yeah. I don't know. We'll I mean, never know. We'll never know. However, I'm going to theorize <laughs> maybe not as much or no, or you may have gotten to this realization a bit later maybe. on. Yeah. Who knows? It's yeah. Right? But to me, 
that's that I think is the exciting part yeah. is, is, and again, I think that that's why, like, you know, we've, we've, we've had conversations about therapeutic alliance and yeah. building that trust and all that. Right. And I, and again, I feel like that is so important to have that foundation there mm-hmm. because I mean, I couldn't have just said that, <laughs> you know, in the first three minutes of, you know, meeting this person. Right. But, but it also is one of those things that like I sort of came across that, like the thought crossed my mind and I was like, can we just explore this for a second? Yes. No, right? Okay. So here, here's where, here's where I go. I go to Andrew is present with his patients. Mm. Andrew is receptive. So he's open. He's, he's aware. Mm-hmm. Right. And as you said, like if you weren't, if you, and if you went into a routine mm-hmm. of, of, we do this, 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 and this, mm-hmm. and I will give you this, 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 and this, and this. Mm-hmm. That shuts that receptivity down, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so you're going in, open your experience, put it this also, let's recognize you're an experienced therapist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? However, that sense of, of being open and operating within some principles, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And just connecting. So you're making contact Mm -hmm. with something that you've observed. What I've heard you say throughout the three examples that you've provided Mm -hmm. are that you're really observing people Mm -hmm. and you're going, I noticed that, or I see this or your breath, you stop breathing. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's something that you do tune into, right. Is the breath. And when they start, and then you help them draw their awareness to Mm -hmm. the, to their breath and how, and then you guide them to how it affects them. Yeah. So you're not telling them how it affects them. You're guiding them to get a sense themselves of how it affects them. And then they can make realizations and connect some dots themselves. So it has meaning for them. Yes. And then you start to shape and in along this path of what you're doing, you're shaping language and constructing and framing language, using language to frame things that's individualized for people. Mm -hmm. So you don't say, let's soften into movement with everybody. No, because I mean, not everybody needs that, <laughs> no, right? right. <laughs> but, but that's language that's coming to you mm-hmm. as you're with them. You hear this, you're pushing, I push, or I, mm-hmm. I struggle and you're getting us and you get a sense of soft. And so you say that. Yeah. And it's a suggestion. Yeah. And it's an invitation. It's an invitation. Right? Yeah. And yeah. they go, yeah, that sounds, yes. That sounds right. That sounds right. There's, there's something that I can yeah. with that. Yeah. Right. There's, it's congruence. Yes. Right. But it's because you're present, receptive, and you're also a very genuine person. Mm. Oh, <laughs> that bring my framework in. <laughs> yeah. I was very genuine. Yeah. You're, you're very genuine yeah. as yeah. well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you, you, I think I'll probably hold a space with all of that, that you bring to mm-hmm. a session with a person. Well, I think like even in this last case example, I had to let go of this need or a belief that I have that I need to give something tangible <laughs> to something that something has to, that I have to give something that someone is going to do. Yeah. Because otherwise I have not had a complete assessment and treatment. Yes. Right. And really all I had asked this patient to do is, can you let go? Yeah. Right. Like it wasn't even anything of that they had to do. Yeah. Right. There was like, no, like it was more like, can you just sort of, can we just let that go this week? Yeah. Like, is that possible? Yeah. Like, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Right. Like that was, those were probably literally the questions I asked him. Yeah. Right. And that for myself can be hard. Right. Because I, I feel like, okay, well, 
I didn't give my exercise sheet and I didn't give my three exercises and I didn't give them like the tangible, like, well, yeah, the products, right? right? The Here's, product. the, product. Here's yeah. the product. And, and how, what will they think when they leave exactly. here? Will they be satisfied? Exactly. We've done. Yeah. Will, will, you know, are they getting their money's worth yeah. when they come yeah. to see me? Right. Exactly. You know, so all of that stuff comes up for oh, sure. Absolutely. Right. So I think that that, that's another thing. I think that's a, a part of it is to say, you know what, can I be okay with just that yeah right and i think if you're okay with it i think the patient is a lot more okay with it yeah well there's right? a, well yeah i think there's a confidence that comes mm -hmm. forth when you say this is i'm gonna ask you to do this what do you think mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. versus you know throwing a bunch of stuff at mm -hmm. them, right to but but yes it's it's that reflective piece of what are your beliefs once again mm -hmm. what are your beliefs what's driving you mm -hmm. and that this scenario which is be a beautiful example of reciprocity in mm. terms of, of it's not just you helping that the patient is helping you mm -hmm. see yourself mm -hmm. yeah, as exactly. well. Yeah. Right. And so how do you, and so can you imagine, okay, so now let's go to, let's go to Andrew and his body mm -hmm. and how he, and how in his health, oh, yeah, I've got, and I've got my issues. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't ask you yeah, no, to, uh, to be, to be yeah. that vulnerable and open up, not but, today. but, not today. but, but I can imagine that if with every patient that you see, you have tension and around mm -hmm. this, this tension around, am I, am I doing enough? Am I yeah. giving enough? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not, am I being enough? Mm-hmm. Am I doing enough? Yes. Right. If there's tension around that all of the time, right. That be, yeah, there's something around that. There's mm -hmm. something around, you know, how you carry that in your body, how yeah. it influences you physically, yeah. emotionally. Yeah. Well, and then it becomes that much more difficult to actually participate in reciprocity mm -hmm. because to, like reciprocity requires openness. Mm -hmm. And if you're in a place of tension, how does that happen? Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you shut down, yeah. right? So yeah, so that so we did come full circle mm -hmm. on the healing words. Mm -hmm. So, but I, but I, yeah, and I but think, but it's not just a word. Exactly, you don't yeah. just say a word. Yeah, that's right. Here is the magic. Here is the magic word. <laughs> yeah. Right, <laughs> right. And so you know what I mean. So we talk about oh, because we always want a formula, right? Yeah, we it's want like, it. Yeah. We, we want I mean, to, don't say this word, say this word, yeah. this word. If, if you say this word, 90% of patients, it does exactly. this. It's like, oh, uh, yeah. you have to be present mm -hmm. with people, make, offer them something, make mm -hmm. a suggestion, invite them. As you say, this yes. is an invitation to you and see how they respond. Yes. Right? And, and I think it's that, and then I would, if I would add to that is like, is the reframe the role of movement? Right. And the mm. story behind movement, mm. Mm -hmm. because when you do that, that is just an, as, is just an opening to start to look at those deeper things. Yeah. And the thing is you can say, well, I don't want to work on those deeper things. Well, no, that's fine. But the thing is the deeper things affect the things you're trying to work on. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that, you know, if a person struggles with doing neck movement, mm -hmm. but they have a belief that every movement should be painful and mm -hmm. lots of effort. Mm -hmm. Well, that would be helpful to, to, to unpack that a little bit. Yeah. Because what if it could actually be a lot less effort? And what if yeah. they actually believed that movement could be a yeah. lot less effort? Well, and what 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 happen, What do you think bad will happen if if you don't have that belief? Yeah. What will happen? Yeah. Right. What if they, you, if yeah. you let go of that belief, yeah. like what's leading to you holding on to it? What safety does mm -hmm. it bring you? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. And what what experiences have 
shape that belief and yeah. that story, right? And so, so I think that that idea of like using movement as mm. as a a way to open the door, a mm-hmm. crack, right, into some of these things, and then and start to and start to have that conversation of what's the story behind this for yeah. you, right? Yeah, exactly. Like and the curiosity. Mm-hmm. Like to want yeah. the story, to want to hear the story yes. around it. So it it really is about like opening up a space for people yes. to tell their stories. But you also have framed it, and I love that you you haven't said exercise. <laughs> really, you know what I mean. Once, and I I don't have a problem with the word exercise. I have the, a problem with the belief sometimes that are behind the word exercise mm-hmm. and how we use exercise. Yeah. You've said movement, movement, movement. Yeah, and that is a different, completely yeah. different way of framing. Um, well, exercise can often be reductionist. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Like it, it's like we have we are going to slice certain parts of movement. And we're going to call them exercise. Uh-huh. And and it's like we take all the joy out of that. And we take, it's like it almost becomes a sterile uh-huh. sort of piece of the thing. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I think the hard part with that is that people then have a hard time seeing how that ties back mm-hmm. into their life. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And they don't want to do it. Well, generally not. <laughs> well, they may not want to do it. So for some people, it becomes, I think, a routine. You can help them framing it in a particular way that this is something that you mm-hmm. do, right? That is exercise is helpful for other people. Well, and I think, not, and again, it's, and I think right? it's, 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 it's about that individualization, right? Because mm-hmm. for certain people, you know, giving them an exercise is totally fine, right? But, but when we're dealing with situations where, pain has persisted for a time and there's layers and layers of things going on. Right? And people have been given exercises. Exactly. Right. And maybe haven't had much success with it. Exactly. To me, it's like, well, why not just shift the conversation completely mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. and take exercise out of the equation and talk about movement yeah. and talk about the things that they want to be doing. Yeah. Right. And see how, see how they can enter into that as opposed to, just another exercise, exactly. Yeah, yeah. just another yeah. exercise. Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't even notice that I oh, had yeah. to use that. And again, I think it's con- it's contextual, right? Because again, some people, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. you got sprained ankle, you, you don't do this exercise because this is going to help, yes. right? But like, but again, I think it's it's about understanding those situations where that's actually not helpful. Yeah. Well, well we this conversation <laughs> has been a Christmas gift for me. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> well, you know what? It's 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 just it's actually just great to talk about it because yeah. it's it's a way for me to even process some of these things, you know, from these clinical experiences. That again, reflecting on this, and I yeah. think that that's why, you know, when you can talk to somebody else, I think it's just a way to even just gain new perspective. Yeah. On on those scenarios, and also then like moving forward, how to bridge that in the future so how do you feel in your body right now i feel integrating well yeah i think it's good i mean i think it's it's even just that i wasn't even aware that i wasn't using the word exercise (laughs) right like i was using the word movement and i hadn't really processed why why i had Mm -hmm. used that word or that terminology right and i think to me it it, uh, just is hopeful because you know having this conversation in the sense that the transformation that we can bring to patients is can be so so much deeper than maybe even sometimes things that we or even that you know to the level that we think that we should be giving transformation mm-hmm. to right mm-hmm. like to me it's like well what if we can actually help someone 
beyond just their pain stiff joint, whatever it is, or, you know, mm-hmm. the, the body wide pain they're experiencing. And what if we can actually change the relationship to pain? What if we can actually change the relationship to movement? Like talk about a, a more profound transformation, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. And if, and if we talk about, well, what is the role of physiotherapist? The role is to improve physical function and independence. Yeah. Well, doesn't that do that yeah. at a deeper level yeah. and a more profound level? Yeah. Right. So to me, that's why I'm like, that's, that's, that's like, you know, if we, if you ask me like, what's my reaction? It's like, I'm like, Oh, that it's hopeful. Right. Yeah. It's a sense of like, yes, there's more than we can do. Yeah. Yeah. You can make a difference. Yeah. There's a difference that you can make and, and that can go beyond just what we think, what we've been taught. Yes. Right. And it can also help transform you. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's, it's a transformative experience. Yeah. Right. So, nice. all right. Nice. I think that's a wrap up. I think here, that's right? a wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> well, till next time. Till next time. And, and I don't know when this podcast will be up, but well, it'll be next could, week here. Next week. Yeah. So it'll be Merry Christmas, yeah, Merry Christmas. to everybody. Yes. Happy, Happy New home. Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. It's been a great year. Yeah. I think. I'm looking forward to 2020. Yeah. I me cannot too. believe that 2020 is just around the corner. <laughs> 20. <laughs> yeah. All right. Take care, everyone. <laughs> bye bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode. It's uh, great having you on the show today. Now, if you've been enjoying the new show, I'd love for you to leave a review on iTunes as this just helps more people find out about the podcast and we'd love to, to get your feedback. And if you want to check out the show notes from the podcast, just go to ignitephysio.ca forward slash podcasts. And if there's any topics that you want us to cover, just shoot us an email at hello at ignitephysio.ca and we'll make sure to get back in touch with you and, and see what we can do there. So. Anyways, thanks for joining us on the show today. Take care. All right. Bye-bye.